Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, March 30th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Biden administration looks willing to ratchet up tensions with China with a policy move on Taiwan. And U.S. companies are already sounding the alarm over inflationary pressures. Plus, the blowup of Archegos Capital Management did serious damage to some big investment banks. And that could change how banks deal with hedge funds. With several big banks humbled by this, that they cut back how much leverage they offer to all hedge funds. That can actually have a reasonably sized impact on global markets as a whole. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. In a move that won't make China very happy, the Biden administration plans to make it easier for U.S. diplomats to meet with officials from Taiwan. It's essentially sticking with a policy adopted by the Trump administration. The FT's U.S.-China correspondent, Dmitry Sevastopolo, has more on this. Well, the Trump administration uh, eliminated restrictions on U.S. officials meeting Taiwanese officials in certain places and in certain ways. Uh, Experts were waiting to see whether Biden would keep that policy or have a new policy. It looks like he's essentially going to keep it. American diplomats will find it much easier to meet their Taiwanese counterparts, which is likely to annoy Beijing. Dimitri, can you remind us why this would upset Beijing? Well, it would upset Beijing because, you know, after 1979, when the U.S. switched formal diplomatic recognition from Taipei to Beijing, the U.S. signed up to something called the One China Policy, which says that Beijing is the sole legal government of China. You know, the U.S. has continued to have contacts with Taiwanese officials since then, but in a very low-key way that wouldn't upset Beijing. When you do it in a more formal way and more publicly, it irks Beijing because it suggests that you are no longer supporting the One China policy. And overall, it kind of marks a dramatic shift in the way the US is viewing China. Trump started it and Biden is now taking on that baton. Now, how much of this is because the Biden administration increasingly sees China as a military threat to Taiwan? I think overall, the U.S. sees China as a much bigger threat generally, but also towards Taiwan. And last week, a U.S. official told the Financial Times that the Biden administration is worried that China is actually now flirting with the idea of using military action to seize control of the island. So this is all part of of a, a trend that the Biden administration is trying to fend off. Dimitri Sevastopolo is the FT's U.S. China correspondent. Inflation, or the prospect of inflation, has been making investors very nervous. The Federal Reserve has raised its forecast for inflation, though it isn't expressing too much concern. Now, inflation is to be expected, given the trillions in monetary and fiscal stimulus pouring into the economy. But now, companies are saying they already see inflation in their operations. The FT's Aziza Kazumov has been looking into this. We looked at companies in the S&P 500, and there's manufacturers that are seeing their commodity prices rise. Aluminium, copper, lumber, for example, have all surged in recent months. Their prices are super high. So obviously all that stuff is making it a lot more expensive for them to manufacture. But then plastics have also have also risen in cost. So Barbie doll maker Mattel mentioned inflationary pressures on their call. There, there's some companies that are talking about seeing labor costs um, rise up a little bit, which is another form of infl- inflationary pressure. And then a lot of folks mentioned that just the cost of shipping and the congestion in the global supply chain is just really in- incredible right now. I mean, um, you know, the, the cost for, for getting stuff across oceans has been rising and we're seeing ships line up outside of U.S. ports because there's so much backup 
And yeah, the, the Suez Canal blockade last week um, definitely didn't help with that either. But that's all over because, you know, Monday they, they got the ship free. So we, we can at least check that one off the list, right? The ship is free. Inflation is, uh, is still coming, though. <laughs> so with these higher costs, um, how much of it is being passed on to consumers? Yeah, so I feel like we're not seeing a lot of these costs yet being passed down to the end consumer, actually, because if you think about, you know, the instances of inflation that we're seeing so far, you know, higher logistics costs or commodity prices, especially a lot of the companies that are buying sort of raw materials and are most exposed to rising commodity prices tend to be a little bit further removed from the end consumer. And the consumer price index from the U.S. Department of Labor, which sort of tracks how much urban consumers spend on um, a variety of different products hasn't actually rung the alarm bells on this so far. So as companies warn of inflation, is this adding to investor concerns or have they already priced this in? Yeah, so inflation talks have been very much the buzz on Wall Street for a while now, just with, like you said, so much fiscal stimulus coming through the door. And then the other part of this, you know, obviously, is as the economy sort of reopens, there are all these expectations that people will want to buy and do all these things that they couldn't for the past year. And that will create the supply and demand mismatch that will send prices higher. And some of that reopening and, and stimulus has accelerated in the last couple of weeks. Um, for example, we weren't quite sure if we were going to get this, this this large of a package out of Washington. So th- that has sort of like fanned the inflation flames a little bit more. But this early stuff that we're seeing in the supply chain, I feel like it is, is largely sort of as expected, I would say. Some of the world's biggest investment banks have been caught up in the meltdown of Archegos Capital. That's the private investment group run by Bill Huang that collapsed and last week had to sell off billions of dollars in shares. The big banks extended vast amounts of leverage to Archegos and were left exposed when it hit the rocks. The FT's global finance correspondent Robin Wigglesworth has been writing about this and I asked him which banks were hit hardest. Of the banks we've heard from so far, Credit Suisse and Nomura are the leading ones. They have already said they've lost money in the process and have significant exposure to this still formally unnamed investment group. People familiar with the matter put Credit Suisse's uh, exposure at 3 to $4 billion. And Nomura said its claim against this unnamed client was around $2 billion. And these are, you know, vast sums that, frankly, banks should not be in the position of losing with hedge fund clients. Even if, you know, Archegos was technically a family office, which means it kind of primarily manages Huang's own money and of his own family, you know, this was essentially an extremely leveraged, aggressive hedge fund. And something has gone badly wrong here. Mm. So will there be what wider repercussions? Are, are other hedge funds at risk here? Well, there could be other hedge funds that are getting liquidated. We just don't know, right? The problem is, you know, now right now we're kind of putting the pieces together of a puzzle where we're kind of missing half the puzzle. So there could be other ones that come out of the woodwork in the coming days. I think the big danger is that with several big banks at best humbled or embarrassed by this, and at worst, you know, nursing major losses on this, losses of the scale that will ruin their financial years for the brand bank as a whole, that they cut back how much leverage they offer to all hedge funds. 
And then a lot of hedge funds all have to pay back their positions. And if you suddenly have this mass deleveraging event, as people in the industry might call it, then that can actually have a pretty reasonably sized impact on global markets as a whole. Okay, yeah. Would you mind expanding on that? What kind of repercussions would we have? And uh, I mean, we are in a moment where stocks are widely regarded as overpriced at the moment. So what kind of ripple effect could we see here? There definitely is a danger that this starts a feedback loop of investment banks force hedge funds to pare back their exposure, hedge funds sell, markets fall, and prime brokerage desks at investment banks force them to cut risk even further in response. So we could see something that starts feeding on itself. That said, I think there are a lot of things going on at the moment. You know, there is genuine hope that 2021 will be a really good year for the global economy, probably the best in you know several generations. And that tends to be good for financial markets. Interest rates are still going to stay low for a very, very, very long time. And banks are going to be weary about cutting off their nose to spite their face. And that if, yes, all of them do force hedge funds to pay back the positions uh, and by cutting back you know, leverage and then starting to make some margin calls, then they know they're going to start causing problems. So I think there's going to be uh, a reluctance to be acting overly aggressive on most other hedge funds, most of which are not quite as gung-ho as Archegos appears to have been. Before we go, some news from Volvo. The carmaker wants to boost the number of women in senior management from a third to half. So to that end, starting in April, there will be a new parental leave policy that gives fathers full-time parental leave and 24 weeks paid leave to either parent regardless of gender. Right now, Volvo offers six months paid leave to mothers, but follows local country rules for fathers. The idea is to remove the stigma women might face when they take extended time off from work. Volvo's chief executive says it will cost millions, but it's the right thing to do. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.